In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. We're into the second day after everything that's been happening, the hate tweets, the press conferences, and I'm joined with Jake Burns and Porter Burns Jr. How are you, Jake? (laughs) Hey, we're good. Thanks for having me, guys. So if there's any loud noises in the background, we've got another guest. It's Jack. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm recovered. Finally got around to watching the game because I missed it. Um, I was here, one fell asleep, but uh, hey, it, it, it's okay. What's done is done. I'm grateful I didn't stay up till 4.30 in the morning to watch a fourth and nine draw play because uh, I'd have felt physically sick. Well, let's, st- let's start off with discussing the press conference that happened uh, a couple hours ago with Freddie. Jake, how, how did you uh, uh, break that down and any thoughts and feedback on that at all? Yeah, I mean, I think Freddie's going to always do the, uh, you know, the good old boy, blame it on me, uh, I deserve the blame, and all this stuff, and, and, and like, you know, it, it's fine, I think, I think Freddie is, is going to do uh, what he wants to ultimately do with the offense, which is, uh, which is what he should do, that was why he was hired, whether good or bad, and I thought the same thing about Hugh Jackson, which is, do it the way you want to do it, if you don't want to have an offensive coordinator, and you want to call plays, then do it that way. Like, just that's the way you want to structure it, then structure it that way. To me, it makes sense because they hired you with the belief that you could do it, then do it. And I don't blame Freddie for saying that's what he's going to do. I have a problem with the, the the quote he said, which is, when this fails, I'll take the blame. Like, he's doing some forecasting of, like, when this fails, and I didn't enjoy that. He's doing a lot of the good old boy phrases, but at the end of the day, like, people who fell in love with that sort of Southern American charm like that stuff. But the bottom line is that act wears thin if you're not winning football games and doing smart things on a football field. Like Jack just mentioned to go running that draw on fourth and nine with GSP and stats and info has no record of a draw ever being run from the 40 yard line of the opponent uh, on a fourth and uh, nine or greater. So that tells you how really silly that play. Well, I just, I was kind of sitting there. I, I couldn't believe what I watched. Uh, amongst you know just an overall lack of identity if you can't if they can't figure out this this offense and sort of their structure and what their baseline is what their identity is and build off of it and and sort of have a uh you know a structure in place I'm not sure I'm not sure Freddie can keep this job and I made the podcast note on my own last night which is if it continues down this weird spiral it's in where they just look they just look lost as a team and it reflects on Freddie because it's his job to have them ready, it, it turns into a Rodchidzinski type of situation, which is a one-year thing. And I can see it. I mean, I'm just telling you there's too much talent here to have that go the way it goes. And, you know, Hugh Jackson got three years in large part because they were rebuilding and they didn't mind losing so much. It's not the case anymore with the current status quo. They have to win football games and they have to produce – and you can't have silly decisions like the four plays at the goal line and the games on the line 
and you can't have draw plays on fourth and nine, and you can't have play action passes from your own one-yard line when you have weak tackle play. Uh, I could go on and on. I've been so underwhelmed through three weeks offensively, and um, that is what Freddie was hired to do and get right. Steve Wilkes, on the other hand, has been fine. I say the defense has been fine. Uh, I think that they just – they really have to figure out what they're doing, um, you know, figure out what they're doing offensively, and they have to figure it out quick. Yeah, no, it's, it's something I spoke extensively and got a lot of heat actually for in the offseason when I said the team's built to go all in, so playoffs is minimum. And I, I said it, and lo- lots of people didn't like what I said on Twitter of like, if Freddie doesn't make the playoffs, there's a real chance he gets fired after this season. I'm not saying that, Jack. I'm, I'm saying, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not here to say you're wrong. That, that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm saying is they're so bad offensively right now that if this continues and say their defense is good enough to win six, seven, eight, nine games, it ultimately for Freddie falls on how well he coaches the offense. Because if he doesn't coach the offense well, and it's the reason they don't make the playoffs, like say they won nine games, but they could have won more if the defense was better, if that makes sense. It ultimately reflects more on Freddie with how the offense is performing. And the offense has been so underwhelming, so underprepared, and performing so poorly that if they don't, uh, you know, I think if they don't figure it out soon, there's going to be some questions. Like there's just, there's going to start to be some questions. Um, and if they don't perform well ultimately offensively, and it's the reason, the offense is the reason that they don't win eight, nine, ten games, that's when I think you start hearing people say, this is a failed thing, we got to move on. And, um, and the pressure's there. Like, I guess it's just all how the public spends it. If they win nine games and the offense is great, but they're giving up 30 points a game, that's different. You get what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're performing well offensively. That is what Freddie was hired for. They'll say, okay, go get a better defensive coordinator. But this is what he was hired for, and this is the side of the ball that's anemically failing, so they have to figure it out. Yeah, I, I won't say any side as black and white as not, not make the playoffs, something will go wrong. It, that, that was the bar coming into this season, and any time expectations are really, really high, you've got to deliver. So, um. No, people were saying, oh, Freddie's like top three for head coach of the year in the running. And I was arguing his potential on the hot seat coming into week one. And people saying, that's mad, that's mad. It isn't mad. And there is a lot of pressure. The, the talent is there. And be under no doubt, the talent is so much better than it was last season. And yet it, it's not clicking yet. And I think there's certainly the potential there. There's some great minds. But it seems like, and John Colosimo did an article, I want to say two days ago, it might have been three days ago, which was fantastic. It looked at the complete lack of misdirection of all the other things that have just vanished from the end of last season to this season. And it's been such a change that it really surprised me. I knew we'd go to more 11 personnel and they would look to get the ball downfield a lot more than they did last year. But the way it's changed is it's incredible. You would not guess it was the same offensive coordinator. You would think they'd completely flipped it over. And it, it was going to be a change of something because it was Todd Haley's offense that Freddie was tweaking with. Freddie's now had all off season to do what he wants to do. And it's time to tweak that again. And it doesn't need a complete blowing up and rebuilding, but what's happening now just, it's not working. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't, can't disagree. It's, it's certainly not working. Here's a question for you guys. Freddie constantly kept on saying during his press conference, if it improves every week, 
then we're going in the right direction. Starting with you, Jake, Jacob, do you think we're going in the right way? Do you think we are um, progressing week by week? I don't, I don't really see any evidence to that. I, I, I guess, I guess, I don't know. It's, it's at the minimum to me, it seems the same every week. So um, I, I haven't seen, I'm not saying things are going backward necessarily. Uh, although you could, you could probably argue that after last night. I, I, I know I could argue that, but three weeks in, you should have a better identity than one weekend, but week one was pretty bad too. So it's, it's been the same level of dog shit. Sorry. I don't know if I can cuss same level of, of, uh, of dog crap for three straight weeks. So I don't, I don't see any improvement. Maybe Freddie does. I, I guess if you look at maybe they're cutting out penalties uh, to, 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 to sort of justify a, an improvement. That's my only guess. I don't know. But guys, I'll, ch- I'll challenge you both on this one is that, but Freddie did, get us into a game where we could potentially be a team that a uh, Super Bowl finalist. How do you feel about that, Jack? I don't think there's been, I think it's just stagnated through three weeks. I, I've, I've not really seen any improvement. Obviously the penalty have gone down, which has had knock on, but in terms of the actual offense and what they were doing, I've not really seen any improvement. And I know when Higgins is out, it's been a loss, but the only thing that's changed from the first drive of the season, which was phenomenal to everything else is Higgins being out. And I love Higgins, but that difference cannot derail the entire offense. Um, I don't know the splits on how much sort of no huddle, sort of two-minute drives we're going for. That's something that was very successful last year. Can Has there been progress? I would say not really. I think it's all been very much of the same. Um, but what we've seen is the more wide receivers we get on the field, it's not worked. We've seen like the longer Baker takes, it doesn't work as well for him. All the numbers say he wants to get the ball out of his hands quick. He wants more running backs and tight ends in there. And I know that the roster's built in a way where the qualities at wide receiver were other than tight end um, and running back. But you've got to get that ball out quick. Just do what's working and go with it. Um, and I think it's time to mix some of that older stuff in there and just see how it goes. Another thing that... Uh, Freddie Kitchen said today he's not even considering giving the play call in to Todd Monkin. Jake, how do you feel about that? If Freddie was hired to run this offense, I don't think it would be wise for him to give it up after three weeks. I, I, he was hired with the purpose of being able to, you know, effectively run an offense, and it's only been three weeks, so I, I, don't, I don't blame him. He shouldn't give it up. That's, that's, again, that's not why he was hired in the first place, to pass off play calling to somebody else. So. Um, you know, I think he should. I think he should keep doing what he's doing, and ultimately, if it fails, it's on him. And it's not because that's why he should do it. Is because if it fails, it's on him. I, like that's a negative way to look at it. I'm just saying he was hired to run the offense. He should run it, and I think that that is, uh, uh, you know, when whenever, like I said, an offensive mind is brought in to run something, they shouldn't after three weeks be passing that offense off to somebody else because then it's like why was this guy hired in the first place so that's just uh it's just it's, it would just be a weird dynamic yeah that makes sense it, it feels like it's a repeat of Hugh Jackson that the reporters asking the same questions they asked Hugh Jackson a, a year ago with Todd Haley yeah yeah it is I mean like I said I was I was a firm believer that if Hugh was gonna keep this job he should he should be able to 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 do what he wants you know, not that I agreed with Hugh Jackson or what he was doing. I just, I just thought that if they were going to keep Hugh, 
they shouldn't thrust upon him an offensive coordinator because that's not, you know, that, that's not really fair. I don't think that's fair to him. I don't think it's fair to the guy that they bring in because he's not going to work with him in a fair way. So if you have the faith in hiring somebody to lead your franchise, let them run the franchise the way they want to. And if you don't believe in the way they're running it, then get rid of them. You shouldn't have them in place in the, you know, you shouldn't have them there in the first place. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at with Freddie too, is if he's, he's hired to run the offense, let him run the damn offense. And if he fails at it, that's because you made the wrong hire. And that ultimately comes back to management. Yeah. I, th- I think Freddie's definitely got the potential to go and do it. I think hopefully through three weeks, it's enough of a wake up call for him to just sit there, think and go, right, we're going to tweak this. We're going to tweak that. And it doesn't have to be a massive overhaul. You can go back to the playbook from last year, start putting in concepts from that. And yeah, it's going to be tweaks because the depth of quality is the wide receiver room. So he wants to get more wide receivers on the field and the O line. Yes, is a problem. I don't like either our offensive tackles in terms of quality of play. But to be fair, the numbers, they hold it up for two and a half seconds. You've got two and a half seconds to get the ball out. And that needs to be almost one of the starting principles of deciding what the play calling is. What are we going to do with the ball? We've got two and a half seconds. The fact that there's some plays and wide receivers are making their break near four seconds. It's just ridiculous. Come back to the principle of 2.5 seconds. What are you going to do in that time? And yeah, you're going to have some longer developing plays and other things, but strip it back to that. Get some motion going. Tom Brady, I'm pretty sure it's near 100% of plays have got some motion on it. He wants to know, is it zone? Is it man? And that will make a decision for him on where he puts the ball and where he sort of sees the weakness in the coverage. So I want to see motion. I want to see sort of a, a principle from the offense of two and a half seconds. Get that ball out or at least have a route where Baker can throw the ball that quick. Guys, any any more thoughts on Avery? I was speaking to uh, someone that knew him and uh, it came out that he did some trials with Wilkes last year. It didn't go too well there. Obviously, Wilkes has come in. He was drafted the year before and no one seems to be giving any straight answers on him. Do you think uh, that's the reason why he's just been... Uh, not being played at the moment? Is it this doghouse thing? It just seems really bizarre that he was doing so well last year and now we're not seeing him at all. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to complain about what Steve Wilkes is doing. The defense is kind of keeping this ship afloat, if you want to call it afloat. They're doing their job, but it is a little frustrating that they have a guy who's a productive pass rusher who they can't find any role for. And, um, you know, you see this stuff happen where coaches come in and you know, the next coach, they draft people, they get people to fit their system or whatever, and then the next coach comes in and can't find a use for him. So that stuff's frustrating. And I would hate to lose somebody like Gennard who demands a trade or something of the other, uh, and, and you lose that player because they can't find a role for him. So hopefully in the immediate future here they can find some role for him. But, again, there's, there's, there's if you're going to pick on the defense, you're nitpicking because I think they're doing too well too well of a job as is, uh, you know, with, with keeping this, this thing somewhat floating in the right direction. It, it's just been a surprise because all last season I was just banging the drum for stop even getting him to rotate as a linebacker, stick him straight in as a defensive end and let him practice there. Through the preseason when and the offseason where it was like he is fully in as a uh, part of the D-line rotation, Really excited for what he could do. Um, before week one, I tipped him as potentially breakout player of the year uh, for the Browns. And who knows 
what's going on. Um, I don't know if it's potentially a decision relating more to special teams because they seem to like Will and Chad Thomas out on those. Um, I, I, I think it might change later on in the season. Um, hopefully it doesn't take an injury for him to get more snaps. And then when he gets more snaps, they realize how good he is. Um, but it's, it's one of those that, who knows? I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if some sort of um, near the bottom of the roster player we trade for and swap him. Um, I don't know sort of any of the names out there sort of probably drafted maybe this year, last year or the year before um, and just do a straight up deal for some sort of player taking in sort of that third to fifth round range um, because some team's going to get real use out of him and he is going to be a fantastic situational player. Um, hopefully it's here. If not, I'm sure you'll get a decent enough value out of him. All right, guys, last question. How do you think uh, we're looking against the Ravens this week? So big game, divisional game. Jake, how do you think we're going to be doing uh, this weekend? Well, I've, I've, you know, people bag on me because they don't think I'm optimistic enough or I'm too negative or who knows anymore. Um, but I don't know how you feel positive about it until, until I'm a see-it-to-believe-it kind of guy, fellas. And if you're not, if you're not performing well as a, as a team, it's hard to sit here and be optimistic because Baltimore can play. And you know, while their defense might not be elite or as elite as it once was, they they still have enough talent and their secondary is still elite and they can they can get after you in a variety of ways and I, I you know I don't think that their defense I don't think it's a stretch to have uh, their defense as a better defense overall than um, you know than, than 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 the Rams so things don't get easier for a really bad Browns offense and I do think that Baltimore's offense is clicking on a on a better. I guess a better high right now. They're tougher to defend. Although, although the Rams present unique, unique challenges in and of their own right, I don't think Jared Goff is playing his best form of football. And he, he gave three turnovers away in that game last night. And I don't think you're going to get – I mean, I guess Lamar could struggle, but it's, it's, it's tough to be optimistic because they're going to find ways to put up points. They just run the football too well in too many different sorts of ways – to, to feel good about totally shutting Baltimore down. So the Browns are six or seven point underdogs. And that feels about right to me because until they start proving they can score points in a consistent fashion, they're going to be tough to pick any week. And especially against Baltimore, who I think is playing some of the better football in the NFL. So Baltimore's favored and they, they are justifiably so. Yeah, no, I, I think they're certainly going to be favorites coming into this game. I, I'm actually optimistic on the spread. Um, I got in at plus, uh, Browns plus six. It's gone out to Browns plus seven. Um, but I, I've put money on that because I don't know if we'll win the game. I think we'll keep it within the six. Um, also made a killing um, on the uh, Rams minus three. Um, that was my saving grace when I woke up um, after game day and saw that there was a nice, healthy bank balance um, thanks to the Rams delivering because if Freddie Todd and um, the rest of the team can't deliver me Ws, I may as well make some money with the bookies. Um, but I, I reckon we'll beat that spread of um, plus six. I don't think it's going to be a win, but I, I think it is going to be really close because for everything that went wrong against the Rams, if that play goes correct at the end, that that's potentially a win. Um, which every Browns fan can look at that game and go, 
it wasn't a good performance by the Browns overall and you nearly come away with a W, that's a great position to be in because, um, yeah, the Titans game got away from us in the fourth quarter, but we, we've been in most of these games at the end of the third quarter or the end of the game. So if they can get it right, there is a potential for this to be very, very, very right, but they need to do it quickly. There's not much longer left in the season. If they can't sort it out, it's going to be, can they make the playoffs time? But if they do start getting it right over the next few games, suddenly everything could look very, very good. Um, I don't quite know how good the Ravens are. Everyone's saying preseason they're going to have a good start. Um, obviously, the Dolphins really early is nice. Um, but let's see what they do. It's going to be exciting. Um, Lamar Jackson is a talent and a great player to watch. Um, so, no, it's, it's going to be exciting. I think we'll beat the spread. I don't think it will mean the W, though. Well, Jake, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I know you're babysitting at the moment, looking after PB Jr. I just want to say thank you very much for jumping on. As always, we love following you on Twitter. We love listening to you on podcasts. Where can people find you? Uh, just right at the OVR. So if you're not uh, if you're not subscribing there, I would I would ask you to do so. It supports a lot of good work from myself and many others who uh, who put in a lot of time to to create a different angle than a lot of the mainstream outlets that are out there. So I pride ourselves on X's and O's, and we think we do that best at the OVR. So that's where you can find my stuff. Excellent. I really really enjoyed your podcast yesterday. It was great to break down the whole uh, the whole game again. That was great and. Uh, yeah, if you're following you on Twitter, you know, you just you just say it how it is. Where someone like myself, I'm too shy to say it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'm, I people take out their anger on me on Twitter, so I I got to reel that stuff back in and not winning anything. But I always tell my wife, Twitter doesn't pay any bills, so I'm I'm not gonna let people just get mad at me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just be warned, Jake, don't tell them that they can't buy all of the best players and spend all the salary cap for like no. five years. Uh, they don't like it when you no, say they that. Don't, I promise you that. What, there's nothing to gain. I've always said there's nothing you can really gain out of Twitter. At a certain point, it just becomes people yelling in an echo chamber. I met lots of great people, you included. So uh, there is positives there. You're right about that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great evening. Go Browns. Change is coming.